Cosmic Pleasure Podcast. I'm your host, Amy D. Thompson from amydintuitive.com. I'm an intuitive mentor, tantrika, energy healer, writer focused on topics of body, mind, soul, and sex. In this podcast, we discuss topics on discovering, developing, and embodying our limitless pleasure potential in this lifetime. We cover topics of sexual empowerment, spiritual development, energy medicine, mindfulness, and holistic health and wellness. This podcast is for the modern day human looking to open their heart and mind to the limitless potential of pleasure in life, love, and of course, sex. Enjoy. A little disclaimer. Any episode of the Cosmic Pleasure Podcast is for educational purposes only and to inspire alternative perspectives on topics of holistic health and wellness. This podcast is in no way diagnostic or always completely factual or takes individual circumstances into consideration. If you have a particular health concern, physical or mental, we recommend you see the appropriate healthcare professional. Enjoy listening. Hey babes. Welcome back to the Cosmic Pleasure Podcast today. I am Amy D from amydintuitive.com and today on the podcast I want to talk about assumptions and assuming things about people, how we assume about others but also how we receive assumptions and how we can transcend and um, rise above people's assumptions of us so we can live a more joyful, evolved and pleasure-filled life. This podcast is going to be a podcast that discusses more topics of self-development than sexual development necessarily, but there are going to be, um, I am going to weave into the end of this podcast the ways that this these assumptions and assumings can apply to our sex life and our intimate life with lovers. The reason I felt called to discuss this topic today is because I'm noticing in my own personal life the ways that people often assume who I am, how I am, and how I would be in social settings. So this is in my personal private life. So whether that be in friendships, whether that be in um, work relationships that when I was working for um, somebody else and also how it applies in my love and dating life. Um, the assumptions that we make about people, we may not realize this, but can actually encourage people to step back into boxes that don't fit them anymore. And also it can, um, in my experience, it's left me feeling in the past quite um, confused about why somebody thinks I am the way I am 
they think I am, not the way I actually am. But also it can leave us feeling quite hurt and isolated and triggered um, when somebody's assumed that you're a certain way, but you know in your soul of souls that you are your own person, you're diverse, you're multidimensional. If you're anything like me, I am very diverse. Um, <clears throat> I've done a lot of self-work and not that you have to do self-work to be a diverse expression of a human being, but within that self-work has meant that I have opened myself a lot to many avenues of self-expression. So whether that be creatively, whether that be in the topics I discuss, whether that be in the way I socialize, sometimes I do socialize in a more mainstream way, being like in New Zealand, mainstream looks like having some drinks, going out for dinner, having a barbecue with friends, going out for a dance at the pub or, um, or bars or whatever it looks like. I do that. I do do that. But on the flip side, I'm also um, very connected to my spiritual center most of the time because I'm a human being. So sometimes we stray from that. Um, <clears throat> but I also love to spend my time creating things. So whether that be painting, whether that be music, whether that be writing, um, or trying new things, trying new classes. I'm at the moment trying to teach myself how to pole dance. And I also have many different perspectives. And the reason I'm using myself as an example, it's not that I want to be like, everybody listen to me talk about myself. It's only because I'm using my life as an example for you guys to understand what I'm talking about because I'm sure many of you will resonate and have these experiences too and I can only talk from my own lived experience of this topic. Um, but when I was pondering on the assumptions that pe other people can make of me and how what I make of it and the ways that I can get my feelings but hurt from it um, and then feel myself trying to retreat back into my little snail shell and hibernate away from everyone with my tail between my legs telling myself no one understands me blah blah, blah because people will never understand the the true the full intricacies of your inner self your esoteric self which esoteric is simply the mysteries of the internal um and also the mysteries you know the mysteries of the internal self because the spiritual experiences are mostly internal they're not necessarily external um in my experience anyway. So sexy self-loving can get a little bit boring if we don't stay curious and explorative with ourselves, right babes? An awesome way to do this is by introducing props, diversifying positions, connecting deeper with our sexual energy through tantric practices, and obviously toys. I have teamed up with Adult Toy Megastore and they are now offering my listeners and followers 10% off with the code AMYD10. Adult Toy Megastore is an online retailer to go to for everything adult, whether you are seeking knowledge, to share experiences, or to buy new and exciting toys to add to your collection. Passionate about lifting the stigma and taboo around sex and pleasure, we love Adult Toy Megastore. With over 10,000 products across 45 brands, you will be spoiled for choice. And if you are feeling shy about your purchase, don't worry. They provide fast and extremely discreet shipping worldwide in either a plain grey courier bag or plain box for bigger items with no mention of their company name. Love that, babes. 
Use code AMYD10 at checkout for 10% off your sexy treats. That's A-M-Y-D-E-E number 10 to receive 10% off your sexy purchase. Now back to the podcast. So I started to ponder on how people made assumptions of me, but then I started to ponder on how people make assumptions of all of us, how we all assume things about people. Even me as a psychic, I can see things about people, sure, and there are things intuitively that I pick up about people, but when I'm in my human nature, I do make assumptions about people, how they look and what that must mean about them. And I've seen it in my own work when I've worked with clients, especially when it applies to sexuality. Um, I've seen like people who look a certain way and we've assumed or we've put people in boxes about what their sex life might be like or how their sexual expression may play out or their sensual expression may play out and their likes and their... um, their current, because it is something that's interchangeable from moment to moment, their current experiences of life, we make assumptions based on people's behaviors, people's, the conversations that we have with them, and the ways that they look, and the energy that they present in the current moment. But the problem with these assumptions is that we think that these assumptions that we've made are set in stone, and that they are the way somebody is. What's really important is that we remain curious because we are all going to be ever evolving, growing and changing. Well, the majority of us will anyway. And even if we're not choosing to grow and change, we will change on accident because that is life. We change on accident, whether that's in a good way or a not so great way, we will change. So it's important to recognize that our assumptions, while they're there and they are a protective mechanism given to us by we call it the ego self and spirituality, but by our human, I like to refer to it as the human self because we are trying to, we need it and we needed it in the past to survive the world that we are in and navigate it and, and assume and make, make, um, critical judgments about what's safe and what's not safe to, to either allow into our lives or to, to kind of yeah protect us like back in the day it would have been like is this person safe for me to be around or are they gonna like murder me (laughs) you know or like are they going to steal all my food or like whatever it is we're making assumptions about people um but the problem with those assumptions is that often especially in the world that we're in today which is heavily based um around technology and we're seeing a lot of disconnect and a lot of social anxiety and things like that these um, ways that we interact with each other in person sometimes are misunderstood and they're not only misunderstood but they're also um, they're also confused as the only expression of somebody's self so I'm hoping that this podcast today invites us to have less assumptions about people me included because I'm just as guilty of this as anybody I assume things about people all the time it's human nature but I invite I invite you as well as myself to to question our own assumptions and to also remain open and curious that our to the fact that our assumptions could be incorrect 
and that this person may have many, many more, more layers that we haven't yet seen and that this person might change and evolve because we do. And I, I hate seeing stuff on um, like TikTok and and social and stuff where people are like, people don't change, people don't change. Sure, we have patterns of behavior that often people don't choose to change and we have to be proactive about these changes if we want to see them. And we do have to be um, mindful of them and self-aware enough to see these patterns that we play out. And many people play out play these patterns, unhealthy patterns out for their whole lives. But we as beings, we do change. Our likes change, our um, <clears throat> wants and needs change, and the ways that we express ourselves change. So my invitation is that we we kind of like don't make any solid assumptions about people, just momentary <laughs> assumptions if we need to make any, but also how we can navigate as individuals not getting butt hurt with somebody's assumptions of us and how we can allow people to assume whatever the fuck they want and still live and show up in the ways that are true to us beyond the boxes that people may have placed us in according to their assumptions of who we are and how we are in the world. So how does do assumptions limit our experience and of connections with people. So how do our assumptions limit our experiences and connections with people? I'm going to use my own life as, as an example, but please apply this to your life because I don't want you to think again that I'm just sharing my own story to just be selfish, self-absorbed, but I see it as when somebody assumes something about me, I often find myself either getting really hurt about it and introverted and I kind of shut down and go internal and retreat from the world, especially if it's an assumption that I feel is offensive or um, like because of the work I do, for example, I get a lot of assumptions that I'm quite weird, that I'm always witchy-woo, um, that I'm like reading people's minds when I meet them or that I'm going to say something really embarrassing to like the person who who I'm like hanging out with, whether that's like um, somebody I'm dating or whether that is like a friend because the work I do is quite alternative it's also taboo so people have fear around it I do find when people I have had friends and people I've dated in the past assume that I'm a certain way but the reality is I'm a multi-dimensional being and I talk about many many things and yes I do have opinions and I will use my voice sometimes but there's been times where people have assumed that I'm a certain way and that I will express myself in a certain way and I've got really hurt about it so what I've noticed in myself is the importance of noticing the like twang of hurt or like fear or um, or embarrassment sometimes for me anyway that's how I feel so it's noticing the feeling or the emotion that comes up when somebody's assumed something kind of like more negative or um, perceived as negatives because I don't I don't actually see being weird as a negative but of course I have people who have who state things in a way that is is offensive um, but they don't realize that they're being offensive 
because they're not conscious enough to notice it. Um, So what I've noticed in myself is it's really important to recognize the feelings, but then to remind ourselves that that's about them, not about you. If they are feeling uncomfortable because of the way that you um, express yourself. So, and I'm not talking like abusive scenarios here. I'm talking like in my case, like I'm, I'm a bit of a weirdo. I talk about witchy woo stuff, which isn't the, the kind of like in the category of normal. Um, and I also talk about sexuality, which is also not in the category of normal. It's quite taboo. It's, it's fine if you're like boozy in New Zealand anyway. It's fine if you're boozy and like talking shit with your girlfriends, but not so much in the context of the way that I, I talk about sexuality. So recognizing that my work might make them feel uncomfortable and vulnerable and uncertain but that's about them it's not about me it says nothing it's nothing about me when they choose to when they're feeling feelings about what I talk about how I express myself um, and the ways that I express myself does trigger people because I pride myself on striving to live in my authentic truth and also to give less fucks about what people think about me in particular on social media and so also we have that issue of like people assuming things about you on social media so I see this um, play out in my own life so I make assumptions about people when I watch people's social media and I'm sure you do too but recognizing that the face that we show on social media is only one face. And I mean, I show many of my faces on social media, but overall, there's a, there is an overall theme of the content that I share. That does not mean that that is the full capacity of what I'm capable of or even how I talk or relate or connect with other people. So the assumptions that we're making about people while they have their place in, in kind of like being discerning about who we want to hang out with and what's safe and what's not for us. It's also limiting our experience of understanding who it is that we're really trying to connect with and recognizing that somebody, you can't just assume what people think, feel, and the ways that they might behave or act in any circumstance. So it also brings me to the way that... Making assumptions about our lovers, our friends, our work colleagues, our family members also limits our joy and our excitement at discovering something new about them and keeping the relationship, the friendship, the family dynamic fresh because keeping these relationships in our life, like any relationship, fresh and loving takes the um, ability to remain curious about people's potential to rise up. And of course, this applies in a negative way today, but I really want to focus this podcast on the ways that we can kind of bring more positive positivity into our relationships of all kinds by assuming less and being curious and inquisitive more about the people in our lives. Because I just feel like this applies to so many dynamics, the ways that we assume that somebody feels a certain way or is going to act a certain way or talk a certain way. And often we do. Sometimes our assumptions are right. Of course they are. Um, because not everyone is super multidimensional, but most of us are if we tap into it. And 
I just feel like when we put people into boxes, it's limiting both our experience as the assumer and also the person's experience that we're assuming of. So how do assumptions limit and restrict our friends, families, and loved ones into boxes? So in my experience, I know this pod is good, babes, but I have a gift for you. Are you feeling stuck or in need of some soul-led guidance in life, love, or sex? Longing to come home and learn more about a higher and more loving version of yourself? Love to blend spiritual wisdom and teachings with modern, real-life chit-chat? Are you ready to face yourself with brutal honesty to induce the juiciest healing? At Amy D Intuitive, I offer my clients soul support through one-to-one coaching and intuitive readings. I am an intuitive tantra coach with seven years experience working in and growing as a student of the spiritual. I am offering a beautiful discount on a 60 minute one-to-one coaching session of 10% for all of my glorious podcast listeners. Simply use the code AMYDSOUL on checkout when booking your 60 minute one-to-one coaching session and the discount will be applied. I can't wait to work with you and to support you on your journey home to more of yourself, body, mind, soul, and sex. Experience when I've had the experience of being assumed about, it's really like I discussed earlier, it's like really encouraged me to go introverted and to shut the parts of me down that shine. And the reasons that I've shut the parts of me down that shine is because it feels safer to be there than have somebody assume something negative about me. And in the work that I do and the work that I'm journeying into, I don't, I can't continue on this path. I can't continue in this way of expressing myself in which I shut down every time someone makes an assumption that I as the individual perceive as negative because it is only my perception. It doesn't mean it's based in truth. It doesn't mean that they actually perceive something negative about me when they put me in a box. But it's really important. What I'm discovering is it's really important that we allow people to put people us in boxes if they need to but recognizing that we're not in the box and that at any given time we can choose to shift and change and try something new and do something new and talk about something new and express ourselves in a different way and have a different opinion Um, when we make assumptions about people we are putting them in boxes and that limits our experience of them and with them and the sides and the faces of them that they want to show us and um, that can be scary in a negative way because when we've assumed that say somebody's innately good or it's sometimes harder for us to see and everybody is innately good sorry but when we've assumed that a person is a certain way or we've created an illusion because these kind of themes do cross over an illusion of how somebody may be and they may not be all um, sunshines and butterflies then when they show their other side or their face that's more shadowy one that shadowy side could be really dark and you haven't stayed open and curious about the fact that this person could have a really dark toxic imbalanced side that you haven't yet seen, which is okay. It's okay to have a shadow side. It's not okay to remain in relationships with any of any kind that are extremely 
damaging to us and destructive to us as a being and um, breaks down our mental health. So it is really important to step back from our assumptions that somebody's just good and really stay curious about who they are because if they're not, it's going to really fuck us up, right? But also it's important to assu- not to assume that people are... In- and to, when we put people in boxes of being a certain way, it does really um, also limit the good side of them as well. So it limits their the kind of like their ways of expressing that could be really fulfilling in the connection with us and bring us a lot of deep connected intimacy and joy. Um, and that's why I believe it's really important that we start to like lift these boxes that we've placed around, around each other and all of our relationship dynamics and really start to see people for how they truly are showing up in that given moment. And it comes back to presence, right? And being more present in this present moment, how is this person showing up? And also remembering, it's a great reminder, like for myself, when I've assumed that somebody's a certain way and then they, they surprise me and they show me that they're this toad, they have all these totally diverse, dynamic, like um, shapes and sizes and colors and expressions of self within them. It's, um, it's really, uh, it's a, an honor to see those sides of them. But if we put boxes around people we're not going to to witness those diversities and that's going to make our relationships quite boring (laughs) for one and we're going to kind of like check out um but it's also going to be really liberating for the both of you if we can remain more curious in our connections with one another so ascending people's assumptions of us how can we do this the ways that I personally practice ascending people's assumptions, sure, it makes me mad. Like sometimes when somebody's assumed something, especially when I've been dating somebody who's assumed certain things about me that just aren't true and my true is true. Sometimes they are. Sometimes assumptions are um, an opportunity to self-reflect and become more self-aware about the ways that we show up or the ways we communicate or the ways that we're acting or behavior, behaving and beh- like patterns that are showing up in our lives that don't serve us anymore we all have them um but sometimes um people having assumptions of us for me personally has really um triggered me because I know that there's so I am such a deep person I have so much depth that what they're seeing is just scraping the surface and what they're communicating that they've witnessed in me is often just one face or one moment of of my self-expression it's not the true depths of who I really am and I'm sure that's like many of you so ascending these assumptions I believe is an important practice and how we can do that in how I practice doing it anyway is by getting to know myself really well Sure. And getting to know who I am right right now and remaining curious that who you are right now will not be who you are forever. I have been so many people in this lifetime already and I'm only 32. I'm turning 33 this month and I have already lived so many lives within one life and I'm about to live another and I can feel it and I'm going through this transformation and this like up leveling and not up leveling in a hierarchical sense, but in a, in a shift of um, energy. But 
so remaining curious within ourselves is how we can ascend and getting to know ourselves and and what we truly believe and how we know ourselves to be rather than what somebody else has assumed of us and then I feel like it is also kind of like getting clear on our dreams of experiences of life and I'm not talking dreams like you want to create like I do have dreams of like creating business and books and like cards and all these kind of things but I'm talking the dreams that are like the experiences of life that we want to to indulge and enjoy in this lifetime and really getting clear on our dreams helps us to rise above people's assumptions and leave it with them it helps to leave it with them so we can shift our focus on what's important, which is cultivating and and really like welcoming in these experiences that we want to experience in this lifetime and the lifestyle changes we might, might want to make um, and the personality changes that we might want to make. Because yes, it is possible to change your personality, but it does take work and it does take self-reflection and catching yourself and, and making, you're going to make mistakes, but it's, it's a practice. So when we're focusing on our dreams rather than people's assumptions, we're leaving the assumptions with them. We're sending the assumptions and we're moving more into our true self, into our higher self, which is um, in alignment with the light, which is also in alignment with our dreams and our, our highest version of our dreams. I'm not just talking about like buying a sports car. I'm talking like, I don't know, like experiencing deep connected intimacy or experiencing life with a child or experiencing travel and the diversity of cultures or experiencing birthing a book baby and what that experience would feel like not just having the physical book but the experience of it so when we start to shift our focus on what we do want to experience we're shifting away from what somebody's assumed our experience and our expression will be forever because it's, you're not going to be that forever not if you don't want to be um so getting clear on that, you can do this practically by like journal. I love to journal. I've always journaled. I flux and flow with it in my practice these days, but I used to journal religiously. And journaling really helps us to become self-reflective and to really like write down the inner knowings of our truths and what's important to us in the current moment and who we are right now. Rising above assumptions is also about recognizing that these people's feelings, thoughts, and um and words about us is actually about them it's about their perception of us and their pers per perspective and perception of the world because we're all living through our own lens we're all living through our own perspective so it's really important that we remember that when we're trying to ascend these assumptions people are making about us um and I'm talking about the assumptions in a negative way. Sure, like even in a good way. Some people assume good things about me and I'm like, that's not true. And I'm like, oh, it's not like that is not true. But I'm like, okay, well, that's really nice. You're having that assumption about me. But I don't want, one, I don't want to attach to that assumption, especially with the work I do. I could easily get a God complex because it's like I have people who come to me and they're like, oh my God, you're gift. You're so gifted. This is me. And like, I'm not fucking gifted. I have a psychic skill set that I've trained and 
don't make that assumption that I'm gifted and I'm something, someone special. Sure, I am special. I am special, but so are you. And we are special, but we're not special, if that makes sense. So these assumptions are important to ascend, whether they're negative or positive, because also ascending the the positive assumptions, especially when they're of course, it's important to receive compliments, so don't mistake that. And I do receive compliments when people offer compliments about my skill set that I've trained. But I be careful not to attach to people praising me. Um, like it's not attaching to the good or the bad um, assumptions of us. It's just a practice of non-attachment, if that makes sense. I am so grateful for the lovely words that I receive and the feedback that I get because it reminds me that I am on path and that, so please don't stop sending them (laughs) at the same time. I love getting feedback, um, good or bad, because it really helps to shape me as a person. Um, But also as a practitioner, it helps me to know that I'm on the right path with helping people and that my work is helping people. So it keeps me going because it is tricky out there being an entrepreneur and doing something so alternative. But what I do find is important is I don't, I do my best not to attach to people's assumptions that I'm some magical, mystical woman that has this like crazy um, I don't know, psychic gift that nobody else can have. Because one, I know that's not true. I know that you can all do the work that I do, but it does take practice, devotion. And for me, obviously, it's just come a little bit easier for whatever reason. The same as some people are natural musicians, some people are nat- natural mathematicians, some are natural writers. Like, you know, it's, I see that, I see my psychic skill set in the same way. But if I really wanted to attach to those positive assumptions, I'd get like this God complex and I'd think I'm holier than thou. And then the universe would slap my face and like be like, no, bitch, get back in place. You were just a human being as well, learning your experiences. And also the God complex doesn't help shit. So God complex is not attaching to that is not the truth of why I got into this work. And so that's why it's really important that I don't assume, I don't attach to people's assumptions, whether they're good or bad. Um, Sure, I do. I do, but I practice non-attaching to them. So detaching myself from them. And that comes through self-reflection and self-awareness, which can be cultivated and practiced through journaling, um, through speaking with friends about topics like I'm talking about now, from just merely reflecting on the ways that you've attached to someone's assumptions about you, whether they're negative or positive, and the ways that's affected your life um, and the ways that you've shown up. Because attaching to the good, <clears throat> remembering that life is always going to be a roller coaster, it's going to be filled with up and downs. So say I was to attach to someone's assumption of me being this like goddess, like, well, I am a goddess, but like, (laughs) but like goddess in the sense of like, I'm hierarchically better than other people because I'm psychic or I'm like more spiritual than somebody else, or I'm more talented or clever than somebody else because of whatever reason. If I attach to that, when I have another downhill ride on the roller coaster of life, which I absolutely fucking will like everybody does or when somebody comes at me with my reading didn't resonate and I think it works shit or like I didn't like the way you express yourself in this podcast or I didn't like this blah 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 whatever when I get negative criticism it's gonna hit me like a ton of bricks because I've really attached to this idea that I'm like mastering everything and I'm like a master in a 
um, you know, a perfect person and I ain't mastering shit, you know, like, I mean, I am mastering some things, but like we is recognizing that I hope you understand what I mean. I know I'm sure that you do, but yeah, it's recognizing that when we attach to one, so the good one, it's going to hit us so much harder when we get a negative one and we will definitely have negative feedback at some point or negative assumptions made about us um, by many people in our lives. So it's recognizing to practice non-attachment. Um, I do also do this through visualization and it's sometimes that I, I sometimes find it hard to explain to people how I do it, but I kind of like visualize the assumption as a person and I place it back to in the person's lap or within the person's hands like in my vision so my mind's eye I call it clear vision but it is your mind's eye or your imagination I pass the assumption back to them and then I remain strong in my own energy and sometimes I like to visualize the sun coming through the top of my head and oozing out of my body and I really just find it helps me to come back to heart center and remembering that I am my own light and I don't need to take on other people's stuff and that the assumptions people make about you is about them. So this also applies to the bedroom. So I promise you that I'd weave the sexual surf into it. So of course we assume, right, about how our lovers and sexy friends feel about us. So this is romantically, this isn't just sexually. So this is like in our love lives. We assume that somebody loves us or we assume that they don't love us or we assume that they, we make assumptions about how people may or may not feel about us according to their behaviors and their external expression of self. But it's really important to let go of these um, assumptions because they limit our experience in connecting with one another. And they also make us feel like shit if it's like negative. Um, and also it can keep us in tunnel vision if we're assuming that everything's all light and bright. And actually this person, we haven't remained curious that maybe they're not feeling light and bright. And maybe, you know, not to be like negative, but it can work in many ways. So I'm just trying to explain like the ways that it can work into a relationship. So it's important to instead have discussions in your love life, have open, clear discussions. And I often, my last podcast was actually about creating sacred space and yab yum and um, energetic exchange. And if you're interested in that, go back and have a listen. But creating sacred space is a beautiful way to learn more about your partner. Um, there's also tools that you could do, like write down 20 questions to ask one another that you're curious about. Um, that you're kind of like, oh, I don't even know that about my person. And even if you've been together like fucking 20 years, do this shit. It's probably more important that you do this shit because your person would have changed so drastically in 20 years that you're now like, I don't know who you are. Like, who? like it keeps you open. And also like we want to practice seeing and really seeing and hearing our partners. And we can do that when we write these little like questions or like stay curious about getting to know our partner. So it's carving out time to literally just sit on the couch or on the floor with your person, put your hands in one another's hands and just like have some discussions. So like, babe, like what are your current dreams? Like what are some random things that you've thought you might want to chat, try lately? Or like, how do you feel about, I don't know, our child being like this or like what 
do you feel what's on your heart at the moment? I'm just trying to think of examples and I'm doing a terrible job of it. But <laughs> what's on your heart at the moment? Or I think sometimes it's also recognizing that sometimes our person might not have even thought about it and it invites them to think about it and it invites you both to grow together because you can then see that you're like, oh, I haven't thought about what's on my heart or I haven't thought about what I'd like to try in the bedroom going forward into the future or I haven't thought about why I'm shutting down when you try to kiss me or I haven't thought about how I feel about my child going to school or um, I've just kind of been in survival mode and going through the motions of life. So it invites you both to grow together rather than apart. And while you're growing, your partner is also witnessing that without assumptions, they are learning about you because you're telling them who the fuck you are right now. And you're learning who the fuck you are right now too. So it's a beautiful way to kind of like practice cultivating deeper intimacy with one another. Um, <clears throat> it's also important to notice the ways that we do this in the bedroom. So assuming that your partner is moaning, that they're into it, look, honestly, women have got good at faking it. We have got good at faking it. I even fake it sometimes myself. And sometimes I fake it and like not anymore, like I don't fake my orgasms, but by faking it, I mean, sometimes I fake myself into being turned on not fake it, but like I will make moaning noises to, that was the wrong dialogue, sorry, but I make moaning noises because I know that the sound is connected to my pussy. So I make, women make noise and it's almost impossible for us to not make noise because our throat and pussy are directly connected. So because our throat and pussy are directly connected, we naturally if we're not making noise it's not really a great sign it's a sign that we've kind of like shut down so moaning does not signal that somebody like loves what you're doing with them um it's a signal that they're turning their sexual energy on they're practicing moaning to open their pussy and like induce wetness because it does actually induce wetness moaning and um salivating because this so saliva is called Um, saliva is called divine waters or like sacred waters. And it's really important to swallow them. Um, most of the time, (laughs) but, um, yeah, so it's important to notice that what is important is that you actually have conversations and not assuming, and I'm not saying you have to have conversations during the sexual experience, but pre and post sexual experiences, having conversations about what makes you feel safe and unsafe or debriefing after the sexual experience and telling each other what you love um, and what maybe triggered you and being careful with your dialogue because we can hurt our lovers or sexy friends when we are um, kind of like blunt and harsh with our communication when in regards to like what you didn't like um it's really important to be like oh that kind of made me feel weird or like so it is really important to express ourselves in a way that's kind and has kindness at the forefront of our vision especially when we're explaining things that maybe didn't feel so good to us or um yeah like redirection rather than criticism if you come at your sexy friends or lovers with criticism it's gonna shut their sexy self down so um again it's important to have these discussions but to be discerning about how we do it so um just keeping kindness in forefront of mind at all times 
But when we assume that somebody likes something or um, that they're into it without learning about their body language and their energy, because energy tells you so fucking much about whether somebody's into it or not, but also having conversations and not just relying on one form of of turned onness. So like whether that just be sound or wetness, because women can be wet without being turned on, right? And not we can be wet and not even want to have sex. Um, it's important not to make assumptions and to actually witness all of the forms. So learning about your partner is really important. So this is why these discussions in and out of the bedroom are so important because when you learn about your partner, you can really witness them in their state of ecstasy and um, craving and longing for you and their um, ecstatic and excited, enthusiastic expression of self in the bedroom. It's really important to learn what that looks like for your partner and um, to, to just to actually be curious about your partner in the bedroom and the ways that they express themselves because if you are truly in tune with one another, you will be able to tell when your partner shut down, even if their pussy's still wet and they're still making moaning noises, you will be able to tell because you will be able to feel the subtleties of them withdrawing away from you. When we um, ignore or detach from these subtleties, usually we've kind of moved into the animal body, which is more primal and a little bit more selfish and addictive in nature and and isn't as um, aware. And this is why soul sex is really important. It's not just because you have, they have to have these soul expansive experiences all the time, but we're not disassociating as much when we are sexing from a place of soul and heart-centered truth. We're not disassociating as much, but we're also quite aware um, of the importance of actually connecting and giving a fucking shit <laughs> about whether our partner's present and enjoying and um, what they might need or not need at any given moment. Um, so yeah, I hope this is supportive to you. Um, I just want to encourage you all to love one another, remember to be kind, and remember to check your own assumptions. I know I sure will be, and I sure try to practice too. Um, but it is so important to that we start to lift the boxes that we place around each other because we'll also lift the boxes that we place around ourselves because if people are assuming less and staying curious about what we think and feel and um, how we behave and if they get excited about the ways that we surprise them when they've kind of let go of these assumptions and allowed us to really flourish and shine our light because the reasons we dull our light when somebody's assumed something negative about us, especially when somebody's assumed something negative from something that you're really passionate about or something that you're really, um, really loving on, it does encourage us to shut that part of us down especially if it's something negative so it's just important to to let go of assumptions so we can like rise above i'm sending you all the love and i hope this podcast was supportive to you in some way if you liked this podcast i would love if you could share it on your social share it with your friends um your lovers if you feel called um sexy friends and 
Um, also like, follow and subscribe all the things. I don't even know. But do the things because it really supports the message mission getting out there. And I'm sending you all the love. Okay. Big love. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Cosmic Pleasure Podcast today, babes. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love if you would support my message mission by subscribing and reviewing my podcast. If you would like to follow my work, you can find me on social media at I am Amy D. Or you can check out my website, amydintuitive.com. I hope to connect with you soon and I'm sending you so much love.